0: This podcast is brought to you by Florence Filter, the leading company in air filters. They care about your air and have been since 1971. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Today, I'm really excited to host Richard Ormond on today's show. Richard is a cannabis attorney maven. He has been an attorney with Buckalter for 15 years where he specializes in the complexities of the cannabis industry's legal impact on lenders, real estate, and businesses. A couple things you should know about Richard. He has been selected by the LA Business Journal as one of the top 100 lawyers in Los Angeles. He serves as the chair of the California Receivers Forum, and he teaches continuing education on high-yield debt issues, cannabis, and business law. Today, Richard will be sharing his wisdom on political lobbying for cannabis, what's the potential growth of this industry, and how do we get started in investing in this industry. Welcome, Rich.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So, Rich, what's the current California and federal law on growing marijuana and having dispensaries
1: so currently uh this past november we passed prop 64. prop 64 sets up a scheme for cannabis to become legal for all recreational uses starting really on january 1st 2018 you already can have a medical marijuana card and get marijuana if you have a prescription Um, this allows you to have your own uh, personal uh, uh Plans in your home, and starting January 1st, you'll be able to go into licensed dispensaries to get recreational marijuana.
0: Do you think that everyone across the nation is going to start doing this and everyone's going to become a business owner, or do you think uh, only certain people or certain um, entrepreneurial skill set will make this happen?
1: You certainly have to be an entrepreneur to want to go into this industry. I think that the industry is evolving and it's going to be, I think, five years before it really becomes something that, that spreads across the country. As you know, there's a big conflict between state laws and federal laws, which is leading to a lot of complexities in trying to set up these businesses.
0: Interesting. So. What do you think the federal law is going to do once everybody is in this business? Do you think they will change the law, or do you think they will acquiesce to whatever's happening locally?
1: I think that the latter is likely in the short term, that they will acquiesce to these states. And right now, the federal law is set up so that if a business is compliant with state laws... They cannot put any money towards uh, enforcement, meaning that if the DEA sees a business in California, for example, that is fully compliant with California law, the DEA right now does not have any financial resources to go uh, after them.
0: So the ones that are into the industry and you're working with them, do they come and see you and help and do you help them try to find where they can, uh, what bank they can work with? Do you help with that process?
1: Well, interestingly enough, a big bulk of my clients are actually these same, very same financial institutions that are setting up protocols to be able to take these deposits and to provide banking services to cannabis-related businesses, but until they have clarity from the federal government, they're not going to roll out these policies and procedures. So um, we, we see a huge anticipation on, in the financial institution uh, uh, world, but this point, um, based on a number of factors that are happening at, at the federal level, including this this current administration, they feel that it's better to wait, have the protocols in place, and then once the landscape changes, to be able to launch.
0: Rich, here, here's the situation. A client, they're buying their first dispensary. Does he need a lawyer, and, and why?
1: So, of course, I'm, I, I would be inclined to say yes, and part of it is this licensing is complicated. Licensing is actually done at the local, local level. So you need to get licensing from the city in which you're doing business or the county in which you're doing business. Um, that in and of itself is a very complex uh, situation for most municipalities that are providing licenses. Next, you have to work with the state to get your state license. On top of that, you have to have a uh, the, the real estate that's located in the right area, real estate that has certain caveats, you may need financing. So there are a number of areas where because of the conflicts of law that exist, I think a lawyer can help you navigate them much, much, much better than if you try to do it on your own.
0: You mentioned earlier um, that originally there were some weed lawyers that were trying to get into this and some other criminal defense lawyers that maybe helped you get out of a DUI and now they're kind of getting into this business. Can you go? Can you outgrow your no pun intended, but can you outgrow your lawyer in this
1: field? Um, I think that the, it's, it's a great question. I, there's some lawyers that were former criminal lawyers that I now work with that are amazing experts at the regulatory scheme and, and how to get those licenses. So I think that it just depends on the lawyer and the person. As, as, a, as a business, however, when you start having to raise money, get investors, uh, pay taxes, or have corporate governance questions you're going to need to move uh, and transition to a lawyer who actually understands those business law issues
0: so this section of the uh, podcast I call it rapid fire time and basically it's a point for us to just move along in a lot of questions and to get the ability to ask you uh, many things where we just understand a little bit more about the business so uh, very quickly what's the dream client to get, and don't say the cartel.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely won't say the cartel. Um, for me, the dream client is someone that wants to set up an investment fund or acquire real estate or that's uh, trying to uh, lease the property or lend to someone in the industry. I, I really love the business side of it.
0: What could kill this industry?
1: Um, very quickly, if... Uh, and September 30th, if the, uh, Congress doesn't pass the budget riders, the, they're, called, they're called the Rohrbacher riders. If those don't pass on September 30th, which is highly unlikely, they, they look like they're going to pass. Um, as riders to the federal budget, that could create a lot of havoc in the industry.
0: What's the goal for your law practice?
1: Um, for me, I have been doing this for 20 years now. I want to enjoy what I'm doing and working with such, so many entrepreneurs and creative folks in a new industry where they're really truly pioneers has been really exciting.
0: What's the cost to hire you or to, um, co- or, or to hire a cannabis attorney in general?
1: You know, it really depends on the services you need. If you need intellectual property services, it's a few thousand dollars. If you need to do a uh, uh, raising money, it, it'll cost tens of thousands of dollars. But, but, um, I, Personally, I think it'll be worth it to get those protections and disclosures that a, that a lawyer can provide.
0: What about the starting costs? Just like, hey, I, I need to talk to Rich. I want to open up something, or I want to uh, buy my first dispensary. What's the in the door type of cost that somebody's looking at if they're about to start?
1: Well, the, they probably should talk to a licensing reg- regulatory lawyer first, and. Depending on what they're trying to do, whether it's a grow facility or a dispensary, it can cost thousands of dollars or it can go over $10,000.
0: And then how should someone uh, contact you if they want to hear more from you or be able to communicate if they could be a potential client for you?
1: So the best thing to do is um, if you're uh, someone who's inclined to be online, just go to www.buckhalter.com. It's B-U-C-H-A-L-T-E-R. Um, Or you can call our office, which is 213-891-0700.
0: Great. Well, uh, thank you, Rich. I really appreciate uh, your time today. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast. If you have any questions about our podcast, please give us a call at 213-243-4495.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please stay tuned for the long version to release this Friday. You can follow our Instagram at Stella Oak Mavens for updates and more information about the podcast.